Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 83. God made all his creatures free. Life liber itself is liberty. God ordained no other bands than united hearts and hands. Hymn number 83. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings, and you do so, and there you will find our readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, freedom is a divine right. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible, Isaiah. Thus saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. But this is a people robbed and spoiled, 
They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey, and none delivereth, for a spoil, and none saith restore. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? Acts. Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with the hand unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue, saying, I am verily a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God, as ye all are this day. And I persecuted this way unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. And it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. And I fell unto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. And they gave him audience unto this word, and then lifted up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. And as they cried out, and cast off their clothes, and threw dust into the air. The chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle, and bade that he should be examined by scourging, that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? He said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was freeborn. Romans For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Galatians Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage.
I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The law of the divine mind must end human bondage, or mortals will continue unaware of man's inalienable rights and in subjection to hopeless slavery, because some public teachers permit an ignorance of divine power, an ignorance that is the foundation of continued bondage and of human suffering. Discerning the God-given rights of man, Paul said, I was freeborn. Justice and truth make man free. Injustice and error enslave him. Mental science alone grasps the standard of liberty and battles for man's whole rights, divine as well as human. It assures us of a verity that mortal beliefs and not a law of nature have made men sinning and sick, that they alone have fettered free limbs and marred in mind the model of man. We possess our own body and make it harmonious or discordant according to the images that thought reflects upon it. The emancipation of our bodies from sickness will follow the mind's freedom from sin. The lame, the blind, the sick, the sensual are slaves, and their fetters are gnawing away life and hope. Their chains are clasped by the false teachings, false theories, false fears that enforce new forms of oppression and are the modern pharaohs that hold the children of Israel still in bondage. The legislators, who are greatly responsible for all the woes of mankind, are those leaders of public thought who are mistaken in their methods of humanity. The learned quacks of this period bind heavy burdens that they themselves will not touch with one of their fingers. Scientific guessing conspires unwittingly against the liberty and lives of men. Should we but hearken to the higher law of God, we should think for one moment of these divine statutes of God. Let them have dominion over all the earth, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The only law of sickness or death is a law of mortal belief, an infringement on the merciful and just government of God. When this great fact is understood, the spurious imaginary laws of matter, when matter is not a lawgiver, will be disputed and trampled under the feet of truth. Truth crushed to earth springs spontaneously upward and whispers to the breeze man's inalienable birthright, liberty. 
Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God is everywhere. No crown, nor scepter, nor rulers rampant can quench the vital heritage of freedom. Man's right to adopt a religion, to employ a physician, to live or to die according to the dictates of his own rational conscience and enlightened understanding. Spiritual rationality and free thought accompany approaching science and cannot be put down. They will emancipate humanity and supplant unscientific means and so-called laws. Peels that should startle the slumbering thought from its erroneous dream are partially unheeded. But the last trump has not sounded, or this would not be so. Marvels, calamities, and sin will much more abound as truth urges upon mortals its resisted claims. But the awful daring of sin destroys sin and foreshadows the triumph of truth. The enslavement of man is not legitimate. It will cease when man enters into his heritage of freedom, his God-given dominion over the material senses. Mortals will someday assert their freedom in the name of Almighty God. Then they will control their own bodies through the understanding of divine science. The transmission of disease or of certain idiosyncrasies of mortal mind would be impossible if this great fact of being were learned, namely, that nothing inharmonious can enter being, for life is God. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. Man is tributary to God's spirit and to nothing else. God's being is infinity, freedom, harmony, and boundless bliss. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Trust truth, not error, and truth will give you all that belongs to the rights of freedom. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed 
Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 136. I love thy way of freedom, Lord. To serve thee is my choice. In thy clear light of truth I rise, and listening for thy voice, I hear thy promise, old and new, that bids all fear to cease. My presence still shall go with thee, and I will give thee peace. Hymn number 136.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 12, 2021. Welcome one and all. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. I'm very happy to say that people from all over the world have found our church. It literally is so. We're grateful for each and every one of you who have found us. We have uh, a number of websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. So literally, we reach people across the globe with God's word. And it all comes free of charge. It's all inspiring and healing and uplifting for your reading, studying, and listening, etc. I'd like to point out an article we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's an absolutely beautiful article. It's entitled, The Power of Prayer by Gilbert Carpenter. And he, he gives us an absolutely beautiful message in this article, and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. This Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, which means that your child can attend by telephone regardless of where you live. So call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. Got a couple more messages, announcements before we go on. Our membership meeting. For those of you who are joined us in membership, we're having a meeting on Thursday, May 20th. That's Thursday of next week. It'll be at 8 o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> cancel that one. You're not going to join us eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> eight o'clock at evening. In fact, it starts eight o'clock sharp. I'm glad everyone was listening. <laughs> you guys are checking up on me, aren't you? <laughs> That's Thursday, May 20th, 8 p.m., 8 p.m. sharp. And Bible study, that was going to be the Saturday following, that's May 22nd, Saturday at 10 o'clock, Bible study, join us then for a lively discussion. Okay, let's move on. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, when I was a kid, I pulled a muscle in my neck playing dodgeball. It was extremely painful, and after it happened, every time I moved my head, I would get a very sharp, debilitating pain. I asked a practitioner for help, and she said she would help, and told me to look at page 199 in Science and Health, where it talks about muscles. Basically, it says that muscles are thought forces and not self-acting. I worked with that, and I know the practitioner was working, and I studied that page, and within a few hours, I was feeling fine. I was very grateful for this quick healing, and I'm grateful to be a member here and for all the healings I've had over the years. Christian science, when applied the way we are taught in this church, always works. And thank you, Elizabeth, for those great readings. Thank you. Thank you. Dale. Dale from Virginia. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, and thank you for those wonderful and very timely readings on freedom is a divine right. There's a very important statement in this week's lesson from Science and Health, which we are taught in this church to declare and use forcefully when needed. I was reminded this week of a couple of healing experiences which illustrated the effectiveness of this counsel. <clears throat> the quote is, when the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being. And this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. End quote. And that's on page 495 of Science and Health. The first experience was some years ago, when out of the blue, I could not open my hand and had great pain in my arm. As soon as I could, I sat down to pray, and using the synonyms for God, which are principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, I identified myself only with the the attributes of those synonyms, 
I turned completely away from a material picture. I spent several hours doing this and ultimately was able to go to bed, slept comfortably, and woke in the morning completely healed. The other experience was a few years ago when experiencing a bad tumbling fall down a hard wood staircase. Upon landing at the bottom, I declared God's allness very loud and kept declaring it. I was able in a few minutes to get up and go straight to my regular prayer watch. And with the support of a practitioner from this church, continued the normal activities of the day without skipping a beat. I am very grateful to our awesome God, to Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this independent church where God is made known as life, truth, and love. And this truth is freely broadcast to the world. Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Thank you. Um, last week I testified about the prayers of the practitioner here that are helping us during our bathroom renovation. On Friday, we had to remove one worker from the job whose nasty attitude had caused quite a disturbance. Right now, good workers are hard to get, so we asked the practitioner for help, and she said that this renovation was a right idea and God was behind it. She told me to work with the article Home by Mary Baker Eddy in Collectania, which states, quote, our home is in divine mind, is spiritual consciousness, the eternal harmony of soul. The builder or maker of this home is God. Nothing can destroy the harmony of our home, end quote. Well, this was a lesson I needed to not let anything disturb my thinking. This Monday, the original worker who left to have minor surgery, was able to come back on the job. He is a quiet, sweet, hard-working man who was a perfectionist in his work, and his name is Lawrence. Earlier, the practitioner had told me that God's law of well done governed this job. I realized that Lawrence's name begins with the word law, and felt compelled to look up the meaning of his name. It means God has helped. When I told Lawrence this, he smiled and said, that's really good, thank you. So I wrote it down on the back of one of her church cards and told him to remember his name whenever he had a problem. This must have impressed him because later in the morning, his boss stopped by to see how the job was going and asked me to tell him what his name meant. So I wrote the meaning of his name on the back of a church card for him also. Well, all week, the renovation work has been progressing smoothly. Thanks to the practitioner's prayers, God has certainly helped us by sending us such a loving, peaceful, and fine worker. Also, because of the severe gas shortage here, 
Lawrence didn't know whether he would have gas to come back to work tomorrow. So my husband asked the practitioner for help with this. And late this afternoon, Lawrence phoned us to say he got a full tank of gas and would be here tomorrow to work. I am so grateful for all the practitioners' help with this and for these wonderful proofs of God's loving care. And thank you for those beautiful readings tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful for all I am learning here about Christian science and for the peace it brings to every part of my life. There was a quote from Herbert Eustace that was discussed during Sunday's roundtable, which has stayed with me. Part of it was, quote, Jesus saw the presence of God as the only sea, and therefore as a peaceful sea, end quote. This has meant so much to me. Over the years, my practitioner has taught me to start all my watches by knowing God's allness. And this thought goes right along with that and is helping me to see God's allness more completely. How wonderful to be able to trust that God is everywhere and his qualities are present everywhere and are the only real attributes that can be expressed or experienced. This really helps me to know that the presence of God is the only life of our loved ones, which means their lives have all they need to be filled with purpose and full of joy. The presence of God is the only church and church website, and therefore it is harmonious and it works and <laughs> meets every need. And God's ever-presence is the only presence in every country, every household, business, and school. His peace and abundance and love are all that mankind can experience or want. I'm so grateful to this church and my practitioner for making the truth of Christian science so real in my life and for the peace and purpose it has brought me. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Shardell. Good evening, and thank you for the excellent readings. Some time ago, a church member gave a testimony about a side effect healing, which happens because practitioner treatment includes everything in our experience. And that is my gratitude for tonight. Since working on things like humility, poise, right thinking, personality, etc., a discomfort in a hip would appear after I had been standing for a long period of time. But I would forget about it for a time, and now it has vanished. This healing happened so naturally that I did not even notice it at first. I believe this is what it means to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Hallelujah. I am also grateful for my practitioner's patient understanding and support. Glory to God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for revealing all the healing truths that have been made available to mankind, especially shared from this church. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'd like to express my gratitude tonight for the healing power that is present in each of our services. Um, I had an experience that I'll never forget. It was a few years ago. 
but um, and there were a f there was a few days where I was having um, severe bouts of self doubt and and even depression. Um, it seemed like there were things that were just going wrong in my life, and it was really getting to me. <laughs> and uh, it was so bad I had to call for, for the help of a Christian Science practitioner in this church, which was very lovingly given. And the 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 thing that I remember about this experience is that following Sunday. When I came into the church service, I felt the love and peace, which I always feel in our, when we're together in a church service. But that Sunday, it was incredible. The feeling that I had, the love that I felt, the peace that I felt. I, it had never felt that strong before. And I, when the quartet sang its song, and some of the words to the song were, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When they sang that song, I wept. I felt it was God telling me something that I needed to know. So I went home and I just got quiet and I asked God to show me what, what I needed. And the thought came very quickly that I had been having a, a, a very personal sense of responsibility about a lot of things in my life. And that is why I had lost my joy. I knew then that I, I needed to turn all of this stuff over to God, uh, to trust him and so I did. I just went into my consciousness and everything that was bothering me, I got it out and I said, God, please, you take care of this. I will trust your outcome. And I did this with a whole bunch of things that had been bothering me. And one by one, as I did this, I just felt myself being cleansed of this false sense of responsibility. I felt the love of God enfolding me, and I felt my peace returning and my joy returning. And that night I slept well for the first time in several days. So, and I learned a valuable lesson, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the healing prayers of our practitioners, and for all the members of this church who work for our services and during our services and after our services. And I'm just grateful to be a, for the privilege of being a member of this church. And uh, I want to thank Elizabeth for those fine readings tonight again as well. It's great to be with you all. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and for the music. My gratitude tonight is for learning more about true freedom and how it is found in practical living and understanding of Christian science, which is correctly taught here. 
Not long ago, I watched a movie about Harriet Tubman, and it gave me a tremendous appreciation for what she did to help free slaves once she had escaped to freedom herself. Her complete dependence on God alone was deeply inspiring. As you learn about her own limitations and the seemingly insurmountable obstacles, you can see that her success came only by the hand of God and her relationship with him. Coming to Plainfield has opened my thought to the power of God, and I'm very grateful for the lessons here that are helping me grow in my relationship with him. One of the first things I had to learn was to be truly honest. I had thought I was pretty honest, but there were many things in the way, um, such as trying to please everyone, which was an impossible task and very draining. As I worked with my practitioner in this church, I began to be more honest with myself, with the practitioner, and with others. I had no idea how much I had been driven by external factors. Since learning to slow down, watch my motives, and chipping away at pride, and most uh, importantly, putting God in the middle of my relationships, and learning to be true to myself, I have become more sincere in my communication with others, and I'm free to be who God has created me to be. And this freedom has helped me, this has helped me gain freedom from stress, resentment, fear, and illnesses by following the precepts in the Bible and science and health. And this is showing me the blessings of living this life. I'm very grateful to uh, Mary Baker Eddy for what she did so that we could have this science. And I'm very grateful to be in this church. Thank you. Thank you. Luba. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Good evening. I'm so grateful to Pinefield Church for all it continually provides. I've been especially blessed in recent days for what my practitioner has provided in, in inspiration and to see what appears to be going on in a clearer way and to only accept God's direction. This has provided so much more peace and calm to know who and what governs all. I'm very grateful for this. So happy to hear tonight's uh, reading, and I'm also very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. <clears throat> Craig. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those wonderful readings. And I thank God and this church for the great freedom that it has given me, and I've seen many people. It has given them year after year, continually. And I, I realize I have a freedom from anxiety. And you can, uh, until I got here, I never really was able to truly face the numerous little fears or that would sometimes accumulate and then just uh, stop me from having the peace that I really deserved. And until you, I could stop and let God's will be done, to whenever I face something more and more to stop and say, not my will, but thine be done. And Mary Baker Eddy has taught us to be like little children and give up the old for the new. And we can stop and 
get ourselves out of the way safe, then I can better see what the real plan is and to actually enjoy life and each day much better and find happiness and doing something for someone else. Uh, so I thank God very much for, for the freedom that we're given through Christian science by putting God first and letting his will unfold, not telling him what it is. Uh, so I, I think this is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> not Disneyland. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. Yeah. I'm, I feel so happy to be here tonight. Um, I have given this testimony um, a while ago, but it's just something I thought it was sharing again. Um, growing up, I used to, uh, as, as, far, as, as far as I can remember, I always um, bleed from my nose. Um, everything, or if something, if the weather get a little bit hot, or if I find myself doing something a little bit uh, um, extreme or something like that, my nose will be dripping with blood. Um, sometimes I wake up in the morning, the pillow, <laughs> the pillow will be soaked, and um, my mom tried to take me to see some medical uh, doctors uh, in my hometown, but they couldn't be able to figure out what it was or how to, you know, what to do with it. So I pretty much grew up with it. At some point, um, it became normal to me. Um, it used to scare me when I see it, but growing up with that, it became part of me basically a part of my life growing up until I became an adult. I thought at some point it was going to stop, but it never did. Every once in a while it will, it will, it will happen. Even sometimes it happened more, more than I was expecting. And it happened even until the time I came here. But stepping my foot into this place, change everything. Um, not only change um, things around my life, physical uh, things, but things that I thought was normal, that wasn't actually normal, like bleeding from the nose. So as I came here, I started to learn about God and myself. I started to think better about myself, try to understand what God who God is and who I am to Him. And I never thought about those problems I grew up with. And it's been many years since I've been here. I never experienced that. Um, like Greg said, this is the best place to be. I just found out that coming here really healed me. Not only did it change my life, but it changed my health. It makes me a better person. Um, I start to live a more healthy life. Um, it's such a good feeling thinking about this stuff, knowing that God can heal anything. And um, 
like uh, David said earlier, Christian science heals um, when it's applied properly. I'm so grateful for this healing, and I'm so grateful for everything that God has given me and what he's done in my life and what he's doing in this church. Thank you. Thank you. Carol. During the roundtable discussion this past Sunday morning, something Mary Beth said really hit home with me. She said, when we refuse to see ferocious beasts, disease-carrying insects, poisonous snakes, but instead insist on seeing the creatures of God's creating, harmless, useful, and indestructible, as Mrs. Eddy says, we will be breaking the mesmerism for them as well as for ourselves, and we'll be opening the gates of paradise. That really impressed me, that our work would demesmerize the animals too. I had never thought of that. I knew it would change the way we think of them, but I never thought of it changing the way they see themselves. The next day, an interesting thing happened. There are three young cats that have been living in our yard, and since some neighbors were concerned about getting overrun with cats, last fall I brought those three cats into my home. The female became very friendly right away, but the two males were standoffish and I couldn't get near either one of them. The morning after this round table, one of the cats let me touch him for the first time and even scratch his neck. That was huge. <laughs> he obviously felt that truth the same as I did. And every morning since, he lets me scratch his neck. I know he'll be curling up on my lap just like his sister does. You never know what's going to come out of these classes and how it's going to change lives. It sure has made a difference in one little cat's life. There's the, the most wonderful things come out every time there's one of the classes. Something comes out that just blows me up and that I, I've never thought of before or that um, just was a whole new way of looking at something. I am so grateful for these classes and for, for all the work that goes into preparing for them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. Um, I had an experience a few years ago. What happened was somebody asked the question, what do I need to do to live a good life? And all of a sudden, I really surprised myself. It just came right out. You need to be useful to God. And I know that it's got to be God's message because I don't think I could have come up with that on my own. However, thinking back on it, it made me very grateful for what I've learned here of Christian science in the Plainfield Church, that we're, we are here for a purpose and that we do have a purpose. Each one of us does. And each one of our purposes is useful to God in some way or another. And thinking back on the way I was before I really got myself grounded in Christian science here in Plainfield, there was so much in the way of untempered zeal or ambition, a passion of sorts, if you could say, that maybe is so quick to want to do, but not very careful about how to do it or why. And uh, that's one of the things that 
I have learned and still learning here in the Plainfield Church, God gives us useful things to do, but he also shows us how to do it and why we're doing it. And it's a very settling and a stabilizing um, way of going about things, for which I'm very grateful. And it reminded me of Mrs. Eddy's passage in Science and Health, where she talks about the cattle upon the thousand hills. It says they carry the baggage of stern resolve, and they keep pace with highest purpose. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be learning this. It's just a beautiful way to be. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead. <clears throat> Thank you. I'm grateful for today's calendar quote from Isaiah, which reads, The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. This is a necessary reminder which I can use to check my thought and actions moment by moment each day to make sure that they're aligned with God and what he wants and wants for me. Some questions I can ask myself are, have I asked God about this? Am I eagerly listening for his response? Am I sincerely doing my best to obey him? And am I trusting wholeheartedly in his power, provision, and protection? One of the most important lessons I've learned through my study of Christian science is that God is love and he knows best. So I should follow him as best I can and let him take care of the rest. I'm so grateful for all that we have in this church, all that's going on each day that's helping me to live better and to learn more about God and his protection for us all. I'm very grateful for this meeting, for the readings, and for all the testimonies. And I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Kara. Kara from New Mexico. Go ahead. Thank you so much for the readings and for all of the wonderful services. Um, as a previous testifier said, I always hear something that is so helpful. And this past Sunday, there was a wonderful discussion about the weather, which reminded me of an experience I had many years ago that continues to sustain me. I was uh, boarding a flight home, and it was one of those little regional airplanes that feel like flying in a paper towel tube. And the pilot came on and said, if you need to use the restroom, please do it now, because we will be not be turning off the seatbelt sign, even for the flight attendants. There are a lot of storms and lightnings, and it's going to be a bumpy flight. Well, I lived in a very mountainous area, and it was always bumpy, so this seemed really extreme. And I, I could feel myself getting anxious, so I pulled out my lesson. And in the lesson that week was the story of Jesus asleep at the back of the boat while the disciples were completely freaking out during a storm. And, of course, I'd read that story a gazillion times, but as we taxied out for takeoff and then began the flight, I was reading it really differently. And I could feel the fear of the disciples when they woke him up and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Because that's how alarming the pilot had made it sound. So did Jesus say to them, 
you know, the weather report for this region and this sea is pretty intense tonight, so I'd sit down if I were you. Of course not. He arose and he rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And then he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And when I read that, I suddenly understood how totally confounded he was with the disciples. Like, we've gone over this. I've raised the dead and healed the lepers and cast the devil into the swine. What aren't you getting? And it made me think of all the incredible healings I'd had over my lifetime. And I asked myself, what am I not getting here? And suddenly I saw that even though the you know air traffic controllers or the radar or the pilots were predicting storms, God was not in the wind or the storm. And I had a choice. Which weather was I going to experience? And it seemed pretty obvious that the weather I wanted to experience was God's weather. Well, that was the smoothest flight I have ever taken. I could see the storm clouds and the lightning all around us, but we just flew along smooth as could be. So over the years, I've turned to that over and over, flying through turbulence and ice storms and fog, and each time I've held to the fact that whatever a human material prediction might be being voiced, it isn't God's. And then to choose which reality to experience. And so when a pilot comes on with some prediction, I remember to tune in to God's weather channel and listen to peace be still. And I found that so wonderful to remember this week because we're being bombarded with all these predictions and uh, for this and that and the next thing. And even, you know, in, in my own thinking, um, I really heard at the round table that weather is the easiest thing to work about because there is no human will attached to it. So, if we can experience the truth bouncing around in a tin tube at 38,000 feet, we can experience it wherever we are, especially in places around the world that we're all praying for, where people are praying, Master, carest thou not that we perish. So I'm so grateful for always learning and hearing something every single time that we can take with us and practice and work with every week. Thank you for the readings tonight and the music and all the testimonies. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Florence, Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, for the very important uh, theme tonight. I have a testimony from Canada. She says, among all the precious resources on the website, I very much appreciate the archived Bible studies. I grew up reading the Bible and became familiar with many of the stories in the Bible. Having found the Plainfield Church and all the resources available on its website, I knew I had found something precious and worthy. I have been going through the archived Bible studies to help expand and even correct my understanding of the Holy Bible as taught in Christian science. In doing so, I'm encouraged to go back to the actual chapters in the Bible and to Mrs. Eddy's teachings that are referenced in the studies. I am grateful to be a member of this church and for all that I am learning here. Truly a treasure. Thank you. 
Tonight, I'd like to give my gratitude to God for for clearly showing me that freedom is a divine right. If the Christ is present in every idea, all of his children, that then explains why our enslavement in any sense, whether it's through lack, the temptations of fear, physical discords, relationship problems, domination of any kind does not feel right and we are all seeking to gain this right. It's so wonderful that God continually supplies the steps for us that we can take towards the revealing that we are indeed free even now. I'm amazed at the different readings, articles, books that come to us for us to study, each of them showing the operation of the Christ leading us to more revealing of our present peace and freedom. This science is the science of our freedom. And as we humbly practice and love God supremely, we all can begin to feel this truth. Thank God for making us free. None of us should ever forget that. And also, thank Christ Jesus. I'm so grateful, forever grateful, for the Bible, its teachings, Mary Baker Eddy, for their sacrifices to show us how we all can claim this divine right. So grateful to be here to show the practical ways that many are being led to see their freedom. I'm so grateful for the gathering of peace that is felt when we all come together. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. I have one uh, church website bulletin board from Virginia. Thank you so much for the Wednesday readings. Um, on quote, moral, moral courage is a quality of God, end quote. How wonderful to realize that by reflection, moral courage is instilled in each of us. As we read Mrs. Eddy, as was read, Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health, quote, love's ideas are subject to the mind which forms them. Thank you for each spoken word this Wednesday meeting. These words meet someone's need. The power of them and the love goes out to bless all the world. And then a testimony from California. Like others attending the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, I want to express my gratitude for all that I am learning about the practice of this religion since coming here. Something that I have been working with over the past few weeks is gratitude, the importance of giving it often, thanking God for the good in my life, and more importantly, finding it in challenging situations. One such situation had to do with a quarantine that went into effect last year, which abruptly changed my daily routines and habits. It was a crazy time trying to make sense of it all, but when I look back on it now, I realized that the good that came to me, that I realized the good that came to me because of the quarantine. The biggest change was that for a brief moment, my intense and crazy schedule of daily events, 
was forced to cease. I actually had time to take care of the things around my house that needed attention, and I had time to read books I had wanted to read on Christian science. A visitor in my home had mentioned attending services at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church years before, and I finally started looking into the church and and its activities. Soon I was in touch with a Plainfield practitioner and practitioners had not been a part of my life for at least 30 years. From there, Plainfield became my church and one of the most important aspects of my daily Christian science practice. Over the past week, being grateful for the quarantine has continually lifted up my thinking in recognizing how God's love led me to Plainfield, my practitioner, and to all of you who have also been led here. I am so grateful to be part of this church. And then this is a testimony from Missouri. Gratitude to God, how he brought Millie into my life. Quote, in atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe, end quote. My heart was bursting with gratitude as this first line of hymn 144 came to mind yesterday while enjoying a few moments out on my hammock with the welcomed warmth of the spring sunshine beaming down from a perfectly blue sky without a cloud in sight. And as the gentle breeze brought forth the music of the wind chimes that blended with the songs of the birds enjoying the ideal day with me, My heart was filled with so much gratitude for my heaven-on-earth home, which came to me clearly through God's guidance almost 21 years ago, and to which I previously testified. I was basking in the warmth of divine love. As I was basking in the warmth of divine love, I was reminded of how the first of my current four-legged children came into my life, which was another memorial memorable example of God's tender, loving care. I had been contemplating the desire to add a new family member and had been searching the internet for a Chihuahua puppy. I had already determined her name was to be Camille, Camomile, (laughs) Millie for short, as I love what our leader, Mrs. Eddy, writes on this subject in miscellaneous writings. Quote, like the chamomile, the more trampled upon, the sweeter the odor they send forth to benefit mankind. End quote. That's on page 227. As a real estate agent, I was helping a fellow agent at the time with the marketing of a home out in the country, about an hour from my home. One day when I was visiting the property to assess its features, I was going to be driving right by a kennel that had advertised a female Chihuahua puppy for sale. After I had completed my job at the listed property and was on my way home, I was heading towards the location of the kennel where I hoped to find a suitable new member for my family. As I was listening to a favorite talk show on the radio, and when I was just about one mile from the kennel's driveway, a woman on the show started talking about the benefits of chamomile tea. (laughs) 
Whoa. <laughs> you can imagine how my heart jumped as I immediately knew that my new family member, Millie, was going to be found at this kennel. And, it de- and indeed she was. I arrived and the owner brought a little puppy out onto the grassy lawn and she jumped around in circles with such joy. It was love at first sight. This demonstration aligns beautifully with the articles on business and specifically on buying and selling by Bicknell Young that I've studied many times over the years in an effort to serve my real estate clients better. The quote that stands out to me with regard to this bringing together of my little Millie and me is this, quote, If there is somebody in the world that wants to buy your property, and you realize the truth as to the actual relationship of mind and ideas, your realization would bring to you some communication by which the seller and buyer will come into communication. One might be at the North Pole and the other at the South. The inevitable action of divine mind would bring them together. The belief of mortal mind is that no such thing can occur and that you can not find out where he is and he cannot find out where you are. That is the old lie of separation. It is broken down by the divine law of oneness and unity of being. If your property is to be sold, it will bless the person who buys it quite as much as the person who sells it. Otherwise, there would be no demonstrating going on." End quote. And that's Bicknell Young, an article, Business, Buying and Selling. One mind brought me right to the front door of the first and only kennel I visited in my quest, with the assurance beforehand that Millie would be found there, almost 50 miles away from my home. And this little precious Chihuahua's presence in my life over these many years has been such a wonderful blessing, filled with endless joy. I am so grateful to our Father, Mother, God, love, who knows our needs before we ask, and who showers us with more blessings than we accept all day, every day. I just pray I have the eyes to see and to give gratitude for them all. Thank you very much for this wonderful reading, such beautiful readings, freedom, a divine right. And I know all of us here can say how much freedom Christian science has given to all of us in ways of health, finance, finding a right pet, (laughs) whatever the need is, God supplies it. I'm so grateful for this science, this wonderful way of, of life. So grateful for all your wonderful testimonies tonight and to be with you all. Thank you. <clears throat> to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third verse, hymn number 12. O Father, Mother, God, whose plan hath given dominion unto man, In thine own image we may see man pure and upright, whole and free. 
and ever through our work shall shine that light whose glory, Lord, is thine. In number 12. 